Are you in the mood for a good whodunit type of film? Mystery all abounds, right? Uh, this week's film will surely bring you back to the days of old. I mean, we're going to go back to some older mysteries that uh, from the past. But what we're talking about this week is an incredible cast that make up a film called Knives Out, which is directed by Ryan Johnson. So come with us on this fun-filled mystery to find out who did it. Welcome to Adult Beverage Podcast, where we will be talking films, new and old. He's looking at you, kid. Think the fly thing. Did we just become best friends? Yep. As well as anything else in the entertainment world, while enjoying an adult beverage in hand. Well, welcome back to Adult Beverage film podcast and hey we've got a fun film here to talk about i know you guys are excited about this one knives out (laughs) (laughs) well there we go the excitement is in the air if you can't feel the excitement around here well hey it's a little little different but hey this is what we've got going on and and today we've got uh laura truman with us uh over there in her Cool, cool place, and Patrick Keenan. I want to, yeah, <laughs> with his cat voice, bringing it on in there. Yep, and we've got Squeaker Carlisle Hammock over there, uh, hanging out in the with his new hairdo. Oh my God, you revealed his secret identity. How dare you? I know it, I know it. <laughs> it's the worst Squeaker. of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, let's get right it into this. Is. <laughs> let's get right into this film, and um, and and just for everyone listening, we're 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 doing these podcasts. Uh, everybody's in their own house, and we're trying to do our social distancing. Um, partly because I played tennis today, and uh, I don't think these guys want to be around me and my smell right now. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, knives out. Let's get to it. So first of all. Did you enjoy it, or would you say thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. I give it two thumbs way up, yeah. I really thought it was fun. I'll give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it was a fun film. I mean, it has a lot of, um, you know, flashbacks to older movies in the uh, whodunit type uh, thing. And and let's talk about... Definitely. Definitely Agatha Christie type of movies, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. which I grew up with, you know, like... Murder on the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express, or Death on the Nile, Murder on the Orient Express. And, uh, there you go. All those Her- Hercule Poirot movies. It definitely, a lot of people kept saying it was like Clue, but I did not feel very Clue no. coming off this movie. No. I think it's I more, mean, think a little bit like the Clue, the game, uh, but not the uh, movie. It's more like, it's more like a, a Agatha Christie meets a little bit of Murder by Death type of movie. Yeah, Murder yeah. by Death, I would say, is a is a better... Or more, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. You know, that kind of uh, feel. Well, that is Agatha well, Christie. Yeah. yeah. And and I read where they, they modeled these to, to be like Agatha Christie movies. Or Agatha Christie and stories. It, yeah. uh, Daniel uh, Craig's definitely American Hercule Poirot. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, it it also, also has Poirot. a little bit of... Of Hitchcock's <laughs> Death Trap in there too, you know. So you mix those kind of together, and it's sort of. I don't think Death Trap is Hitchcock. Death Trap is a a play that, uh, look that the movie up, was Squeaker. Michael Keane and Superman. Look that one up. We'll be look up that one and see if we can figure that oh, out. 
Death Trap. Is well, that the one uh, where? I'm sorry, we're totally on a I know, we're like, topic, but like, fuck is that knives the one out. Let's talk about with <laughs> the <laughs> um, Christopher Reeves dresses as a woman. Yeah, and okay. I don't think. Okay. No, he doesn't dress as a woman. I don't think. No. But it's him and Michael Caine, and, and Michael Caine's this like uh, he teaches uh, mystery writing, and Christopher Reeve is is his student but also lover mr blanc i know who you are i read your profile in the new yorker i found it delightful i just buried my 85 year old father who committed suicide why are you here i'm here at the behest of a client who i cannot say but let me assure you this my presence will be Ornamental. You will find me a respectful, quiet, passive observer of the truth. You know who was surprisingly good in this? Don Johnson. Not a surprise. It should not be yeah. a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so every week there's a whole day full of Nash Bridges on Heroes and Icons, and I have seen... Don Johnson phoned it in so much that I am wow. surprised that it was really, really good. But that you can't pick on his paycheck show. I mean, he was uh, he was in Jan- wait, I thought he was great. I thought he was great in Django Unchained. Uh, he was good in that. that. He was good in I, that, but he wasn't exceptional in that. I didn't think he was. I thought he's pretty good in that. I, I thought. Oh, for he does Don have Johnson, he, for, for Don. Well, Bridges. that's it right there. Yeah, I think for you Don just Johnson. said. For, <laughs> no, actually, if you go back, Don Johnson was in A Boy and His Dog, which is a fantastic oh, movie. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. I, I've always been a believer that Don Johnson can act. He's just gone. He went into TV probably because it was where the money was at. Yeah. And, uh, and then and, lowered and, expectations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, and he uh, did become like kind of pigeonholed with his Miami Vice kind of look, yeah, you know. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's a great racist in this. Yeah. Oh, you know. such a great racist! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually thought he did great. I even liked the the one scene with it's him and Marta, and she he's like, you know, how you doing, honey? But he didn't even look at her. You know, he's just like looking yeah. right at his cell phone. And I was like, oh, that's so classic. Just completely, yeah. you know, I'm going through the motions, but I really don't give a shit about you. you I know? like when he hands her the plate. And the same thing. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, she's not the that maid. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what a dick. <laughs> really, the whole family was, was a little racist because if you notice, oh, yeah. everybody a said little? something different. Yeah. <laughs> they said, they said Ecuador. They said Uruguay. They said Paraguay. Paraguay. Said, that yeah, was the best. Brazil. Part. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. knows where Marta's from, the, and it's never and, established. And then she <laughs> never, and she never agrees with it. And uh, right. from what I understand, that was one of the things when that kind of captivated her with the script was that they did, and she's like, "That's what happens to me in real life," so I can relate to it. Um, you know. But oh, I, what is she? What is uh, Anna de Armas? You know, that's something somebody needs to look up because I do not know. But I, I, I really everything I've seen her in, I really like her as a as an actress. I think what she's, else is she she's in? beautiful. She was in uh, Blade Runner, um, twenty forty nine. She's Cuban. She's Cuban. Yeah, she was in Blade nice. Runner twenty forty. Yeah, at forty nine. And um, what was she in Blade Runner eighty nine? You're, you're breaking you up over there. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm breaking up. Yeah, so, and then I'm not sure, there was another movie she's in that I've seen her in, and I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Um, we can look at it up. 
on that one also. But um, yeah, I think there's some interesting characters here and each one brings something different to the table. And I think that was the cool part about it. Um, let's get to the one thing about Daniel Craig. Did you like his, I mean, I was so surprised to hear him throwing out this and I, I'm assuming this is a Tennessee draw that he's trying to go after or a Louisiana kind of, you know, mix of Tennessee. Um, it's definitely foghorn leghorn. It is yeah. for sure. And it's, it's distracting <laughs> for a while. I had to get used to it. Um, two hours, it's distracting for me. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it was distracting for me the first time I watched it. The second yep. time I watched it, I was like, I kind of felt for it. And I was like, I get it. I feel it. It doesn't bother me. And it was, you know, it's a better film. Uh, it's, it's still interesting, even knowing most of these kind of things, films like this, when you know the ending, I'm usually you're bored with them because there's things. But this is one when you watch it again, you're not bored with it. It it's still it was better. better on yeah, the second I think watch. so too. You you yeah. find little details. Yeah. I've seen and, it like four times. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen it like three times, and I'm not. And I didn't mind his act. His accent didn't bother me because every time you watch a, a Hercule Poirot movie with different actors and they're doing their their best Belgian accent, <laughs> it always takes a little while to adjust. Where you're like, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> and you're like what the fuck is that accent oh that's right he's belgian the thing that got me about this <laughs> so accent it is, much. It, this isn't an accent that exists anymore like i've never met anyone with this like you hear it in movies apparently and stuff, like, it does yeah if you go like literally <laughs> you haven't been down to like it. mobile alabama or anywhere like down there there's some like definitely drawing language but that's different like that. it's yeah. a little different yeah the, it is his exact this language. is like a tennessee mix of that that Bayou mix with Tennessee. It's not. I mean, it's it's, it's also it, mixed with British dude. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he he based it on somebody that I didn't recognize the name. Uh, it, it was some actual, I, I believe, uh, historical figure that he based the accent on, and I went, I don't know who that is. So, hmm. do I need hmm. to look through the trivia on this? Uh, Squaker. Well, <clears throat> the closest thing I I could think of is like Savannah. It's like an old Savannah accent. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Um, I don't know enough about the South to know new, new and old Savannah accents. I mean, the, the, yeah, <laughs> just exactly. Don't you though? <laughs> oh, here it is. Daniel Craig based Benoit Blanc's speech style on Southern historian Shelby Foot. Shelby Foot. Well, where is oh, Shelby that makes from? Sense. Yeah. Where, what, did, but, what, what was that, Kent? Where is he from? Shelby Foot. What, what do I look like? Friggin' Mr. Google? Um, yeah. Wikipedia? <laughs> yes. That new haircut you've got, we were like, he's definitely Mr. Google. He said, Fontaine haircut. Greenville, Mississippi. Mississippi. So right there. Oh, Mississippi. But Greenville. Mm -hmm. So Greenville's in the middle oh, of the state, well, I believe, yeah. right? Isn't that correct? Sure. Oh, I ain't looking that part. <laughs> yeah. <up>. Mm. <laughs> but then, <laughs> I have enough trouble with Greenville, South Carolina, Greenville, North Carolina. So okay. that's right. Did this movie? You know, I mean, this is a battle between the haves and the have-nots, right? I mean, that's what you've got. You've got, you know, her not having anything well, with Marta, and everybody, and then it's also the yeah. people that, you know, they don't, they have something, but they don't really have it. You know. Yeah. None so, of them right. really has. Anything, right? 
and and they're so Except waiting for the on the dead guy, and they're waiting on right you know, him to die so they can you know jump yeah. in and cash in on the cow. They all think they do that. It comes up so many times of I built this from the ground up, and it's like <laughs> right, especially Jamie Lee Curtis. She throws that out. I don't know how many times, you know. Um, Gosh, she's so good as he a bitch. He bought this house in she? the eighties. I thought she was really good in this, and very. You know, I'm not a big. She is. She plays super a fan bitch of, really well. Yes, I'm not. I'm not a big like super fan of hers, but I do think that she was really good in this, and I thought that red pantsuit that she had on was just you know perfect for her, you know that uh, in the beginning. Yeah. Um, it just sort of set I the like style. True, uh, true lies. That was such a good Oh, she movie. was good in that. That was true. She, she was, was really good, good in True Life. And yeah. of course, who can't love her in Halloween? Come on. Oh, yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah. Come on. Not so much in The Fog. Mm. Was it The Fog? Or I was love it Crown The Fog. Night? I like I like the original eh. Fog. Completely off subject. But uh, yeah. let's talk about that little Nazi kid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so after I watched this for like the fourth time yesterday, I went, I'm going to do a little uh, Michael Shannon- Jaden Martell double feature and went and watched Midnight Special. Oh, good movie. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good mm-hmm. movie. Jaden Martell's name was different in that. In the credits, it was like some bizarre sounding Swedish name or something. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> you gotta know. You got to make yourself yeah. more accessible to Americans, you know. Yeah, it was like Lieberherr. <laughs> We're not very accepting of things. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or his parents broke up and then somebody got remarried, but uh, <laughs> we don't need to know. But uh, what, what were we talking about? Knives Out. Knives, Knives Out. out. <laughs> so so there's talk already about a Knives Out 2 coming. And uh, so, you know, this movie was made for about $40 million. And I think mm-hmm. it's gross somewhere between $250, 300000 uh, $300 million, <laughs> sorry, $300 million <laughs> worldwide. $250,000. And it has, I don't think it's been <laughs> greenlit yet, but I do think that there's the script is in the works and they're really. But it's only going it. to be him, uh, Daniel Craig, in the next one. Like it's going to be an entirely yeah. different case. It'd be right. like Hercule Poirot right. moving on to his next yeah. case. Right, right. Uh, That's cool. Which is, yeah, I mean, if, if they could do a franchise out of this. It's like a Sherlock it's a Holmes. good enough. Yeah. It's a new Sherlock yeah. Holmes with a... It's the new Agatha Christie. Well, yeah. we need to talk about the writer of this because I'm a fan of Ryan Johnson, who also directed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if any of you guys are Star, Star Wars. Star Wars uh, fans. Creepy fans who are like, I hate Ryan Johnson destroyed the franchise. He ruined, <laughs> he ruined Star Wars canon. But he did uh, make a lot one? of money for him, so that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he did, did uh, he what was it, the, the last or the last Skywalker? Not the most recent one, not the Rise of Skywalker, though. The Last Jedi? One, the Last Jedi. <laughs> 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 I'm not a big, I, I, I like Star Wars just, you know, casually. Uh, I'm a Star Trek nerd, so I'm like, this, I don't you know are. what's going on here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so he sorry. directed that He directed that one, which was not the most recent, the one before that. And people just were like, being like all stinky poo about it. Well, that those are Star Wars fans for you. I know some fans. Um, tell me something it. he directed that I would know and have seen. Have you I ever know. seen Looker? Yes. He he wrote and directed Looker, I believe. He, that was uh, fun. Uh, did you ever see Brick? Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt. That was really good. Yeah, really. That's I him. don't think I could watch it again, but 
Yeah, it's a one watch, kind uh, of a one watcher. Yeah, it is a one and done type yeah. of uh, thing. Did you ever watch uh, Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. He directed three episodes of Breaking Bad. Of what season? Uh, he directed what the episode? episode called Fly in, <laughs> I think it's, gosh, I think it's episode 10 in season three. Okay. And then he directed in season five, 51 was the name of the episode. And he also directed Osmond Deus. Okay. If you're not as big as in Osmond Amadeus. No, Osmond <laughs> Deus, like uh, the character in The Watchmen. <laughs> Osmandius. Mm-hmm. I can't say it. There's a few Breaking Bad titles I can't say. <laughs> but yeah, he directed the three ones, episodes. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yes? Doctor, that's great news. We'll be there soon. Thank you. She's okay. She's ready to talk. Trooper Wagner, if you could uh, keep Mr. Drysdale in custody while Lieutenant Elliot, Miss Cabrera, and myself, we we go to the hospital and take Fran's statement. All right. Up, come on. I'm going to say this just to you. No cameras, no courtroom, just you, because you know it's true. We allowed you into our home. We let you watch our granddad. We welcomed you into our family. And now you think you can steal it from us? You think I'm not going to fight to protect my home, our birthright, our ancestral family home? <laughs> that, that, that is hooey. You know, Holland, he bought this place in the 80s from a Pakistani oh, real estate shut billionaire. Up, Blanc, shut up, <laughs> Shut up with that Kentucky Fried Foghorn Leghorn drawl. Yeah, I killed Fran, but I guess I didn't. So what do you have on me? Nothing. What, attempted murder? I get arson for the building and a few other charges with a good lawyer, which I have, I'll be out in no time. And then you'll see just how much hell I can wreak on your life, you vicious little bitch. (laughs) What the shit? That means she's lying. Hey, Laura, can you tell us about your special drink we're drinking over there? Heck yes, it's Hospitality by the Unknown Brewing Company, and um, I chose it because, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Ben Benoit Blanc is full of Southern hospitality. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Highly, highly <laughs> think you should definitely check this one out. Uh, Unknown has some good, good brews it's they really have good. there. It's <laughs> not sweet like sweet tea or anything. It's it's good. Mm. They've also got a really good ginger ale over there. That they Did they have. really? Yeah. I'm like yes. regular ginger ale? Regular, gin- regular non-alcoholic ginger ale is really good. Wow. Is there also an alcoholic version? I don't think they make an alcoholic version of it. I mean, you could make it alcoholic Dang if you want. Yeah. Can. Throw some vodka <laughs> in it and <laughs> you'll be nice unknown squeaker. about things. Um, nice job, squeaker. So uh, rolling back into this lovely film that we were Breaking down. Knives I'm, out. Yes. Knives. <laughs> Get them out. Knives chow. Get oh, n- I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say. That's the sequel to Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say something and, I, and I'll let you guys kind of come up and tell me what it makes you think about. They are not our books. They're not our books. They're mine. 
What does that make you feel about in this film? That Walt is super entitled and like, you didn't write any books. You didn't do anything. Get the heck out of here with that. Yeah, I think that was, a, you know, it's kind of interesting too, that side of like his entitlement to it, that he's entitled. And his dad sort of corrects him and says, hey, you know, I, I made a mistake and I should have been more, you know, made you go out and find your own, you know, Thing. path. Right. Yeah. Right. He wanted them all to learn that lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that was part of it uh, throughout the story. That's kind of a, a kind of an undercurrent of the whole script through that part is what he was trying to instill in them on each one of them. I'm going to say another one. Here's another one. You tell her or I will. Oh, yeah. Is that about, about the, the uh, uh, affair? The affair, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. I, I remember thinking when he opens the drawer and takes it, takes out the blank sheet of paper, I was like, are you stupid? Of course it's like invisible ink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that on the first watch. I was like, this guy plays games. Why would this not be also a game? That is clever. I did not think yeah. about that one. That one snuck past yeah, me. Neither. But I do like that. And that, you know, because he left it right, he put it right back there like it was no big deal. So yeah. it's, the evidence is still there. So um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Laura. I think Laura's a better detective than we are. I think she so. She her own movie. <laughs> yes. You should play, what would we call you, detective? Mm. Piffle drip. <laughs> Please don't call me that. That's piffle drip. That's oh, Detective Piffle think... Drip is here. <laughs> that just sounds really gross. Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you want to write someone a secret message, you can write your message with lemon juice mm -hmm. on a regular piece of paper and then mm -hmm. do what she did in the movie. And when you heat it up from behind, it reveals the secret message. Oh, Just in case anybody oh, wanted to know. Look at that. that. Clever. Now, I, knew, I knew that. as I learned that as a child, but I've never mm -hmm. really used it practically. Finally, <laughs> this podcast is really paying off for our listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> Finally. It's taken, what, 20, 21 episodes? This is the 21st right? episode, so it's only taken 21 Finally, some, some usable information. <laughs> we had our, to ease into the usable information. We did. I mean, we kind of, we, we, we stuck around with jizz the first few podcasts. Yeah. And then we went, you know. Yeah. But now we're into actual informative stuff that people can use. Right. Have we matured? Can we try that? Oh my gosh. During this, I think we're, I think this show has matured a little bit in some ways. I'm not sure I don't know that how, way. but, uh, some <laughs> Did your voice just how crack? it's happened. Kent's but, balls um, just dropped. This is happening. Uh, <laughs> this show is experiencing pre-puberty. Right. All right. So here's another quote. This is the last check that you and Meg will receive. What does this make you feel like? Where, where am I going to get my nails done for cheap? <laughs> Where's she going? How's she going to go to school? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, you know, that part of it. You know, he set this whole little little pieces of like setting in that little kind of tidbits of story of the dropouts is really what builds this whole process on the backside of the story. So mm -hmm. all these little you know things are the things that set up the question in your head: is did they do it? 
Um, and, and that I thought was a, is a super clever way of doing it, even though we see it in all whodunits kind of things. I thought, yeah, it's, it's like, it's an Agatha Christie thing where you find out, oh, this person did have motive. Right. Oh, this person yeah. had motive. Oh, this person had motive. And it's funny because Marta, even at times I went like, did she before? I mean, it, not for long in the movie, but you're like, did she do this on purpose? How could she be that stupid? Right. She's right. A, a, yeah. a licensed medical practitioner. And, uh, <laughs> that's that's what makes these mysteries so exciting is that you, if they go, this person did it, you go, okay. The only people you could know couldn't have done it are like Lakeith Stanfield and, and the other detective. Right. Right. And Benoit Ball. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> now, what was interesting seen... to me? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Say- oh, sorry. I was just going to say what's interesting is they gave away how it happened pretty early in the movie. It was like, I think, less than an hour in, you find mm-hmm. out. It was like at the half hour did mark. Himself. Yeah. But isn't uh, that kind of a standard? Of isn't that a standard thing where you find out how it happened, but then not necessarily. Not necessarily. Really. Well, Usually, they hold found something. Out who? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, you, you knew this was going to be different when Richard threw the baseball out the window and there was no crash. Did y'all notice that little? I did notice I did that. Like it. that means yeah. the window yeah. was open, and, or like it was already broken. Or but then when you cut back to the shot where uh, they picked the ball up outside, the window's closed. Mm-hmm. So he didn't throw it out the window. It just it was a kind of a hey, let's just make this a little more exciting. And you know, I, I think that was done. I think purposely. I don't think that they even. I think it was like let's distract you here in this point. You know and. What if he closed the window after he threw the ball out? Yeah. I don't think the window would have been open. They were wearing jackets and cold and all that kind of stuff. Who would have the window open? What if, so, Nana, yeah. what if great Nana farted? Well, <laughs> but Nana is going to be behind those windows all the time. So she's definitely you know, not going to have it I have a question about great Nana. Yes. Winetta here. Is she supposed to be Christopher Plummer's mother? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's 85 fucking years old. Yeah. Well, yes. that's why she can't Shouldn't talk. Shouldn't she be dust? Yeah, she was like a little. Yes. Technically, she was. <laughs> Is she like a yeah. Doctor Who character? And she's like, I've alive for a thousand years. <laughs> like, think, like the lady that you had to keep spraying to keep her. Yes, exactly. Skin. The last, the last human. <laughs> the last human. <laughs> the last human and her skin stretched out with a face. <laughs> That's for you, Doctor Who people. That's all yeah. you. <laughs> Me and Patrick are nerds. <laughs> nerds unite. So yeah, I, I I was wondering about Nana. That. She should have been she should have been like, you know, was she a mummy? And and, and, and <laughs> did she say anything other than grandson? Are you leaving? Throughout the movie, because that's the only ransom. thing I remember. Ransom. It, ransom. Oh yeah, that's right. She said yeah, ransom. Are you leaving? But I thought she said grandson at one point too. So maybe she said two different lines. That'd be interesting to go back and look at that. You know? In the captions, it's ransom both times. Mm, mm. But Ooh. then the captions have been wrong before. Yes, they have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm noticing time. that more and more lately that the yeah. s- the <laughs> subtitles and stuff sometimes go, oh, let's just fucking leave out a few words here. And, yes. Uh, no one will notice. The, the yes. gist. Yeah. I mean, what do you get for a dollar a minute? What? You know, <laughs> that's what you get in subtitles. Uh, so we know uh, Laura's detective like skills were pretty good. Did anybody else kind of catch on to anything early and kind of like know what what was going on with the story before they told us? I I, I didn't. I wasn't 
I mean, I didn't realize how it was going to play out in the in the way that you know it, it did evolve. Um, you know, once you know that you know that, like you said, an hour in, you start to understand. Oh well, these are pieces, and now we're trying to figure out who did it and what happened. Um, but you know, I at one time I thought she was going to be the criminal. Marta was going to be the criminal, and she was oh, the yeah. one. So did I. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I was leading towards that uh, for a while. Well, she's, it's like she's too pure. Right. Everyone else is too awful and she is too pure. And you're like, nah, this, this has got to be a trick. Right. Even down to the fact that she can't lie. Right. You know, without throwing up. Oh, my out. God. Which is, which is <laughs> what a an great, awesome I mean, little little ploy in the thing. Like every time she lies, she throws up. And when I, she pulled the lid off of that cup, the drink cup, and threw up. Oh, oh my God. Yes. I was sure that someone was going to accidentally drink from it, too. It's just my experience with with gross comedies. (laughs) It's bad enough, Christopher. I never thought she she wasn't pure, but I was wondering if she was going to take the fall, even though she was a good person. I kind of thought maybe they'd go in that direction for a little bit. Yeah. Well, could be. And it's also one of those things that um, Ransom was such an asshole in the first scenes he was in that you went, he's too much of an asshole. I don't think it could be him because mm-hmm. you want, you be like, it must be him. He's the biggest asshole of the asshole group. And then you're mm-hmm. like, well now that's why it's not him. Only and question, then, then it turns out to be. <laughs> only question that I had with him was, so he must've gone up the trellis at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but I still don't understand. Did he do it on purpose, or you know, this is part of the question: is did he switch the medicines to try to you know have that happen? And then he took the other bottle. We don't. We never saw that. It's just all speculation of what actually happened. I was going to say that that was the one part I actually saw coming, is I knew that the medicines had been switched. I don't know how. I'm not like usually good at guessing these things in mystery. Oh, they definitely lead you to believe that. (laughs) Right. I think. Yeah. It's it's like, she's not looking at it. She just picks it up. Like she literally doesn't even look at it. Right. Like it's something she does every single day and she's very quick at it. And, and, and you could see how easily that could happen on a real life situation. And the labels were exactly the same. I knew that someone else switched it. Mm hmm. Oh, see, you're a good detective too. Yeah, yeah, I saw that coming. Yeah, that they that somebody had switched the the liquids to the different bottles. Well, that, I don't that, know how it. Mm-hmm. That was done a lot in the fifties. They did a lot of things where they would switch uh, in movies, and and I'm not, I can't come up with, but I do know that I've seen a couple of movies from the fifties where they would actually do the the swap, oh, and yeah. then and you know they would label it, switch the label, kind of thing. Um, so I think that was, you know, probably some of the stuff that he pulled from, you know, to make this happen. But I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, each character, like once again, is back that you've got some really, you know, finite details about them. Um, I, I I can't say that it was a situation where I was watching it that I was like, wow, I, I saw that coming because I didn't. Uh, there's nothing that you know it kept flipping the table on it even down to them when they were playing the game and the drops and the hard floor and the things that happen. And, you know, um, and I did the one thing question I 
really bothered me and I couldn't figure out when I was watching it. First, I was like, was that backgammon they're playing on the table? But it was a game of Go. Oh, go. It's Go. Yeah. I, I yeah. And then I thought it was like Othello because that's another game that's kind of in mm-hmm. that, you know? And uh, and I, and I, it, it bothered me all the way through because I couldn't figure it out. Um, I knew it wasn't backgammon because I used to play backgammon. Then I figured it was one of them fancy games that nobody knows. Well, I thought it was yeah. a backgammon without any, you know, a regular board like a backgammon. You know, it was like a Old. I don't think you could play backgammon without a backgammon board. Well, you yeah, can't. Without the pointy things? You could have it with. You need the pointy things. You could exactly. have it the without triangles. it. The triangles. <laughs> but you could have it done in like, like, because it was like, it had like little dots in it on the on the board, you know, like kind of a right. spacing. So, um, you know, and they never give you a full shot of it to say, oh, this is what it is. Um, and I played. I don't think that it was that. I don't think. I don't think they wanted to make it seem like it was more important Mm-mm. than it mm-hmm. was. Right. Besides yeah. it being thrown to the ground. I think that was it. That right. I like how it she says she's not even trying to beat him. She's just trying to make a pretty pattern. I know. <laughs> oh, and the two of them, let's talk about the rapport they had. It's so fun. They're it so was fun really, together. really good considering, you know, they probably, you know, it's film. They probably didn't have a lot of time before they shot it together. Yeah. To establish some kind of relationship, but it makes boy. me think that like Christopher Plummer is like a super nice, fun dude in real life. Um, well, he's an amazing actor. Like yeah. he is. Just- I just watched uh, uh, the movie where the nun has the children sing to the Nazis. Uh, sound, <laughs> sound of Music. Sound of Music. <laughs> I just just getting around that. to watching it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't like Nazis. And I don't like mm-hmm. children. I don't want children singing to Nazis. You know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying here? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a, you know, it's not high on my isn't list. Isn't there a reason came, why they're singing in Oxys? Like to distract from other stuff? Well, they, <laughs> how did you learn how to sing, Patrick, if you didn't watch Sound of Music? If you didn't sing in front of Nazis. Right. I didn't <laughs> sing in front of Nazis. <laughs> I went to public school. <laughs> um, no, we did hear that. I've heard the Doe a Deer shit my whole life, but right. I saw the movie. Now you know where it's it came from. A sweet, it's a sweet movie. Yeah, it's a sweet it's movie. Cute. It's a cute film. Christopher Plummer's good. Young yeah. Christopher Plummer. But I like Christopher Plummer best in Star Trek Six: Undiscovered Country. Heck yes. Cry havoc and let's slip the dogs of war. He's a fucking awesome one-eyed Klingon. I tell you. <laughs> Nobody's a better one-eyed Klingon. <laughs> Christopher Plummer. <laughs> Back me up, Laura. <laughs> yes, yes, it's true. It's true. What's his name Thank in you. that? Martok? Isn't it? Uh, I wow, I can't remember. You're the Star Trek nerd. I'm just like a, a, a casual. I know, but I'm into the shows and not the movies, so I don't remember them as well. Oh, wow. Didn't he also play Murdoch in a movie? Like uh, That's Murdoch? that guy from the A-Team. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look this one up. He was also on Star Trek. <laughs> I'm going to look Star Trek undiscovered. There we go. I completely misspelled undiscovered and it's still. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Google said nope. that I'm going to show you. Uh, Chang. His name was Chang. Chang. Well, that sounds mighty racist. <laughs> he wasn't Asian. <laughs> he playing an Asian. He was a Klingon. Klingons can't have a Chinese name there. Maybe I don't know. I don't know Klingons, so maybe. <laughs> oh, let me guess. Hey, stop! Stop! Huge Rosedale. 
Call me Ransom. It's my middle name. Only the help calls me Hugh. Okay. Uh, this is Trooper Wagner. I'm Lieutenant Elliot. I just want to ask a few questions. Excuse me. Sir? We're officers of the law. You gonna run me in? I don't feel like talking. I'm distraught. Hey, Benny. You want to ask this guy some questions? Hi, right, what is this? What's this arrangement? Mr. Drysdale. CSI KFC? <laughs> so he was in a movie where he played Murdoch. Am I correct on that, Squeaker? Yeah, it was a movie called The Wind Across the Everglades. Ah, there we go. <laughs> the yes. It doesn't exist and no one's seen it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> 1950s. It's about a chronic flatulator down in Florida. <laughs> There's a lot of those in Florida. I know. Florida, man. And on this <laughs> but he was in he was also in Ridley Scott's uh All the Money in the World, uh where he played uh Paul Getty. John Paul Getty. Hey. Which Didn't is he replace he, uh, Kevin Spacey? Yes, he did. That's right. Good. Kevin Spacey did things. and uh, Yeah, real bad things, and mm. fuck that guy. Yeah, and it, I think it, Chris Plummer didn't have that much time to step into the the role. It was just kind of like, we got we to gotta do these pickup scenes. Yeah, I think can he's Can you do just, it, Chris? Yes. yes. I'm old, I can do it. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Cry havoc! <laughs> <laughs> Chris, that's a wrong movie. Chris, yes. that's Star Trek. I don't Says care. he shot his entire part of that movie in nine days. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I think he was nominated too, if I'm not mistaken. He was. I want to. I want to agree with that. I think he, I was, nominated he was nominated for like best supporting actor or best actor. Or I think it would be best supporting. Yeah. yeah. And so. I never saw the movie. It's, it's good. It's entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it just shows the. And no one had to sing for Nazis, so yeah. it must have been a good. Movie. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> No There's nuns Nazis. forcing children to sing to Nazis. Uh, damn nuns forcing <laughs> children to sing for Nazis all the time. I know. <laughs> he was nominated in that movie, and it was at age 88, the oldest Academy oh. Award nominee for acting. He old. Wow. He old. Well so. done, Mr. Plummer. Yes. Yeah. He did. Uh, the plumber in the bathroom. That's what happened with the wrench. Oh wait, that's wait! That's the sequel. A, that's the sequel coming out. That's, that's. Did you guys notice the little? Uh, there was one scene where they were all kind of sitting around a table, and then the axe sitting on the table. And I thought that axe is going to come into this picture like somewhere, and it just never did. Uh, I didn't see an yeah. axe. Oh, I'm now I think I. No, I was too busy looking at that chair made out of knives. <laughs> yes, it was awesome, wasn't it? It's was great. It's great. That do you had think a feeling all of those of, uh, knives were props? I thought about that too. <laughs> I wondered the same thing the third or fourth time I watched it. I went, right. <laughs> I I don't I would imagine because did you ever uh well going back to Death Trap again. Death Trap uh uh Sidney Brule, Michael Caine had all these props uh in his home that made the movie even more fun cuz like Christopher Reeve uh Christopher Reeve would grab something and like try to use it and it's a prop. <laughs> and it was just like it was crazy let's all watch Death Trap is that our next movie? sorry no <laughs> <laughs> it's I not put even it on, on anyone's list. list you can put it put it on your list all I remember is the commercial for that and uh, Michael Caine going I thought I had a gun drop <laughs> yes yes. <laughs> I remember I remember a lot of movies just from the commercials 
<laughs> it's kind of sad. Magic with uh, Anthony Hopkins. <gasps> I've got that on DVD. That movie scared the <laughs> shit out of me when I was a child because of the commercial. But, and because of the talking. ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Yeah, yes. they're scary. Yeah. Laura, you have a DVD player? <laughs> she has it on beta. A, <laughs> I have a uh, Laserdisc player. I have <gasps> several VHS players. <gasps> I have. I, I really have everything. I don't have a beta player, though. That is the uh, only thing I don't have. We're looking for one, though. Yes, I do. Do have you have a, a, a G? You have a rail to rails. That's the only other thing that you would be missing. We do. We have a projector, but we don't have any films. Mm. Oh. So, Kent, if you need a projector for such things, got you covered. Awesome. Just go write a scene into Mike. Yes. With a projector. <laughs> go back in time and watch something on a projector. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there Mike's and he's dad watching himself. Gave him some old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to. Knives Out. Um, if you had to take your favorite uh, whodunit film, what would this be it or would it be something else? Mm. Mm. That's a tough mm. question, isn't it? That's, uh, this is yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. <sighs> you know, I'm trying I to really think of like, something. Uh... I'm trying to think of something besides Agatha Christie movies that I've watched that are in this vein. I can think of the comedy ones like Clue and Murder right. by Death. Murder by and, Death. Right. Um, oh gosh, there's another one. I love Murder by Death, by the way. And Clue is Me very too. good too. I mean, I just watched it again, and it was actually held up. Um, it's you know, it's that slapstick, almost like Young Frankenstein kind of humor, but it definitely That's holds so up. Fun. There's you know. And, like, the hour and a half is gone before you right. even know it. Right. I haven't seen that in at least, what, 30 years? Mm-hmm. What? Never, I just never got back to it. I'll be honest I... with you. It had been 25 years probably since I had seen it. Wow. And I was like, with this us doing this, I was like, oh, I should watch it just to see if there's any similarities or anything that I'd forgotten. And, and you know, other than it being a whodunit, that's about the only similarities, you know, that it right. had. Yeah, the humor uh, is much goofier yes. in Clue, but it's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Do you guys know? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Kent, Kent and Patrick were alive when Clue came out in the mm-hmm. theaters. I know that Squeaker there was not. Um, did, did either of you <laughs> see it? <laughs> I did see it in, in the, the theater. theater. I did. Mm-hmm. When they released it, they released it with a different ending. <sighs> mm-hmm. Everywhere, and the the three endings weren't yes. attached to the yes. end, and like people would go see it and not know that other people had seen a different ending, and it was right. just so fun, like and a fun, really fun theater gimmick. That was a great way of doing it, and it it created people to go see other ones because they would go watch it at d- different theaters, hoping that they would see a different version, yeah, to find out the ending of it. So I don't know how many people did that, maybe like seven. I don't think I saw. It. I think I saw it. On HBO, the endings when they showed it. Patrick, you're breaking up. Yeah. By the way, Laura, I was alive when Clue. Can you hear me now? Were you? (laughs) I was two years old when Clue came out. There we go. Oh, oh, okay. So you, someone might have taken you to go see it, but you know, you wouldn't have enjoyed it like we did. So this whole family separation, they used that as a, you know, with Marta and her family about being deported. Um, 
you know, I thought that was kind of a current trying to make something about current events and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, mm-hmm. tie it back. Um, did you think that part of it tied the story together to make a little more suspense and a little more, you know, that she had to make these decisions? Or do you think that that was just uh, sort of a director speaking mode? Um, I, you know, it didn't. I thought it upped the odds for her. her, her uh, yeah. Made the made it more desperate for her but what was it he said uh you don't want your mother to be deported over this which means that marta must have been born here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think she was uh, she was legal um right and the, so the mom might be waiting the, on the uh, green card you know so i thought it upped the ante and it tied in with that conversation which they were fairly specific about the immigration and locking kids in cages yeah they were having at the table and talking about red caps Gee, I wonder what that's yeah. about. I saw it more as <laughs> kind of the way you talked about it, like as a threat to her, more as like her motivations going forward. Does that make sense? Right, right. That's what I mean. Like I didn't see it as weighing heavily on her as she made her decisions, but it was it definitely came into play when the family was threatening her with it. Oh, oh, oh! You don't think it was something? I mean, yes, but it didn't. I mean, I think it was, but I don't know. I I didn't think side thing for me. As a viewer, I don't know. All right. Um. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll take that one. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, we, we can cut that out. I, yeah. I just. <laughs> oh, we're not we cutting it out. It's all Speaker going on. What it. we That's record it. is going Speaker on. Speaker, we cut That's out. That's fine. Out I don't mind say. if you put it in there. I just didn't want to uh, <laughs> bring down the uh, the mood. I just, I didn't. See oh, the mood has been gone since we started here, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah. All I feel is I'm mood. still very happy here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the unknown is kicking in over there. It's true. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're about to drive your microphone out of here. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, for all of you that are not looking at it, it does look like Lars' uh, microphone is a steering wheel with a. Uh, <laughs> and she's like behind it driving. Um, it still reminds me of the, the big microphone they use in Dune. Yes. The, uh, yes. The big worm people, uh, the little bald people, are translating. I'm so glad I know what you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sure, like Dune fans are like, he doesn't even know what they're called. It's like nav- <laughs> he's a, the big worm thing's a navigator, and the, the bald guys are called the blah blah blah. Puff <laughs> Apologize puff to Dune fans right now. <laughs> Sorry, Dune fans. <laughs> Can't wait to see the new one with Timothy Chalamet. 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 Let's talk about Frank Oz after this commercial break. You know, I don't fear death, but oh God, I'd like to fix some of this before I go. Close the book with a flourish. I guess we'll see. Hmm? I guess we will. Hey, you had a long day. You want to do drugs? You mean the good stuff? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, send me through. La, la, la. Just a uh, tiny bit, okay? Why did I wait till my mid-age to become a morphine user? What a schmuck. What a nudnik. <laughs> this stuff is the best. Is there anything that you guys want to discuss about this film that we haven't taken on? Um, now's the time to do it. How about Frank Oz? Being in the tell, cast. Tell us about, well, tell us Frank about it. Oz. Tell yeah. us about 
Oh, I don't. Isn't he the lawyer? The uh, the the lawyer who does the the will reading. Yeah, no, yep. he is. Is he? Mm. Is yeah. that Frank Oz? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Squeaker, really? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. I'm looking at him right now. He's on my TV, and I'm like, oh, "Holy shit! <laughs> it is Frank Oz." That's Yoda. Big as life, isn't it? Isn't that Yoda? He- Oh, and and lots of Muppets. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the voice of a lot of things you love. It's funny. He's one of the few cast members that I didn't recognize. I went, why are they making such a big deal out of this? Like, it felt like it was a big deal, the guy reading the will. And I'm like, who is that? Because he didn't talk funny. Well, I mean, this was a regular role for him. (laughs) Will I read to you? (laughs) Yeah. I wish we had the whole lines there. You could just go through it and we'll let the viewers (laughs) listen to that. (laughs) Yeah, because yeah. that'll be fun to yeah. listen to while driving. Yeah. <laughs> just say, just say um, okay, so, you know, the wheel is being decided. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, the decided fact- will is be. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's I all think, we wanted. I think I just spoke Ubby Flubby from Zoom, yeah. which all of you are probably. T- Kent, do you remember Zoom? I do. I do. Right, Zoom, Z-O-O-M, Box 350, Boston, Mass, 02134. I didn't watch much of it, but... Uh, wow. Yes. It was, uh, w- I'm really G-B-H, impressed. WGBH out of Boston, and it was a children's show with a bunch of hippie kids in striped shirts. Mm. I just remember I, I had <laughs> antenna on top of my house, and I was picking up channels up in New York and Boston, and and it would just, you'd hear all kinds of stuff, you know, crazy yeah, stuff. You know, this so. was on public uh, PBS? Yeah. Ah, Zoom. Yes. Mm. So, Frank Oz. There we awesome. go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else Squeaker, we want to talk about? Squeaker has something that he wants to address, yeah, right? Totally. Squeaker. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that the whole like throwing up when lying was seen as kind of something that was going to hurt her throughout the whole movie. And then at the very end, she used it in her favor to catch old Ransom in a. <laughs> she used her puke as a weapon. That was that was pretty interesting because uh, you know you kept thinking it was going to backfire on her and uh, yeah and she yeah. used it to her. She had to hold it a long time. Yeah, yeah. she did, yeah. and she she really big chunks on ransom. Yeah, oh, there was like corn and stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But she it did that like earlier that. too. You know when she was being out on the patio and she gave just short little bits. So she was listening yeah. back to, you know. Mm-hmm. The boss man's, you know, telling her to just give short bits. Yeah, the instructions yeah. are very important. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of played off, so. Um, and that ties another... into a thing I wanted to talk about was how people are just constantly eating throughout mm-hmm. this movie. It's not people, but Ransom and Marta mm-hmm. are eating. And, like, eating while acting has got to be some of the hardest stuff to do because – how do you know how many times you're going to have to do that? Well, if you do it 20 yeah. takes. Uh, that's a lot of out. cookies. It's a lot of cookies. That's a, yeah. that's a lot of baked <laughs> <Yeah>. beans. <laughs> I ate a lot well, of Patrick can understand Mike. that one. Okay. <laughs> Kept bringing the uh, mic. We're like, just bring out the cookies, man. Just keep uh, making them in there. I couldn't eat another cookie for like two months. <laughs> what kind of cookies? That. Chocolate, Chocolate chip. chip. Yeah. Oh, they were good cookies, so but good. like we yeah. went through like I think I went through twelve. We went through like two cookies. dozen, I think. Oh and yeah. we were trying to shoot quickly because it was so fucking hot outside. Oh, yeah. So it was like twelve fast cookies, and it was just like I'm gonna vomit. I can't fit anything else. Mm. And then Not someone asked no you to lie, <laughs> and then you had to puke. Yeah. 
No, I just felt like I was going to puke anyway. Yeah, just from the heat. <laughs> uh, yeah, eating it can be that way, but usually you can spit. If you're not me, who ate those cookies real fast, a lot of actors will spit spit out the food between takes. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a it's hard with cigarettes. Smoking a cigarette as an actor is difficult because you. Yeah. Even though you have continuity, you're going to have to kind of keep track of where your cigarette is and at all times, like when you took a hit, a hit a puff. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's not the illegal stuff, or I guess smoking legal in some of it. Be difficult in a movie too. I just haven't done that. Yeah. in a movie. That's the and next thing for Mike. <laughs> oh, totally. Mike, 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 Mike smokes weed and ends up in a strip club. <laughs> that sounds fun. Oh yeah, that does sound fun actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, any other any other comments on it? We overall everybody liked it. Squeaker is as usual, you know. Kind of, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, better than having bamboo like shoots stuck I, under yeah. my fingernails. <laughs> 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 it's better it's like, than getting a a, a a foreskin removed. I forgot what the term for that is. Was it circumcision? <laughs> <laughs> getting a foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> Could be painful. Anything, anything else you'd like to bring up, Squeaker? I feel like he had um, something else to tell us. Yeah, I thought it was funny when she asked him the question. She asked Andrew Craig the question, like, when did you know I was involved? And he said, from the first moment you stepped in front of me, I think was his answer. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The spot on the shoe. Yeah, the spot yeah. on the yeah, shoe. And we, but we kind of have, if he's to be our, our American Hercule Poirot, we kind of have to believe he's like, taking everything in that he sees right. at all times yeah. it, uh, because that makes it so much more exciting when the reveal comes up and you're like, holy shit, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. He really catches everything with his silly accent. Uh, I like the fact that Michael Shannon played a character that wasn't psychotic mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. this for the most part, a uh, little bit weak, although he wasn't even in a, so I watched midnight special, even in that he's just a, uh, a tough guy, even though he's like, I love my child with special powers. It's just very, he always plays these like kind of tough, tough characters. But this was nice to see because there were times where you're like, oh, he's fucked. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You thought that was the case. Yeah. Well, speaking of movies you guys have watched, let's talk about some movies you guys have watched this week. Uh, anything exciting? How about you, Laura? Um, okay, so I have been binge watching this show called Dark on Netflix, and it is a German science fiction time travel show, and I cannot get enough of it. It is like, it's riveting. It's amazing. I can't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, it's it's so well, a lot of good so stuff well done. It's it's but like we said, is, make sure you do it in the right subtitles, you know. Oh yeah, you gotta yeah. do subtitles, no yeah. dubbing. The dubs yeah. are awful and you can't mm -hmm. even stand it. No, mm -hmm. it's bad. Uh, Squeaker, how about you? What you been watching? I a lot of just random TV shows. I, I go down a rabbit hole of like I'll be watching something and notice an actor and be like, I wonder what else he's in, and then just like keep going down and down. Um, but one movie I watched this week, it just came out. It's called Palm Springs. Anybody oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. But oh, I, is it good? Yeah, it, it is really good, actually. Um, Andy Sandberg? I think, yeah, I think you would like it, Patrick. Maybe. Uh, now that I say that. I didn't want to pay for it, but then I saw that it, somebody picked it up. Uh, it's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Hulu picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it's, it's been like, like a, the iTunes top movie list for a little while, and I was like, rom-coms mm-hmm. with a little sci-fi. Um, oh, okay. It reminds Make me sure a lot of, a, of an old movie. There's like a certain plot device that's similar. I don't want to give it away, yeah. but okay. you will be reminded of another movie. when you, if you I want, want to know what you think is an old movie. He'd like bring up a movie uh, from 1985. Remember that movie from way back in 1997? I mean, older than... I think it's a classic. Older than Palm Springs, which came out last week. <laughs> oh, so it could be. <laughs> Not an old movie. <laughs> Hot Tub Time Machine. Um, yeah. I loved that. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it, it's, oh my it's God, fun. It's, so fun. it's You'll a fun. Like it. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Um, Patrick, what have you, I know there's one that we've both watched that I can't wait to talk about. Uh, what did you watch? Well, I'll tell week? you, I did just uh, every time at this time of year, summer, when it's hot as fuck, I watch uh, rewatch Breaking Bad. So I just finished that up because I'm an addict and was watching like six episodes a day. Wow. So after about a week and a half, two weeks, that was done already. Uh, mm-hmm. And I already mentioned Midnight Special. And mm-hmm. I watched today, I watched Monster on Campus. Which none of you will know that movie. It's an old 50s I do. black I don't remember and white that movie. one. Yeah. I know that one. I know you snuck uh, this, one on me. I got to check this it out. This doctor, this scientist gets a coelacanth. Do you guys know what a coelacanth is? It's a prehistoric fish, basically. He yep. gets it transported to his lab, and the water that it comes in in its blood apparently will devolve whoever like ingests it. So this dog takes some and it grows these big teeth like a saber tooth tiger and then the professor <laughs> accidentally gets some and turns into this caveman type of thing it's brilliant it's a brilliant movie yes. troy donahue with bissell yes. you gotta love it uh yes. but the one kent wants to talk about i'm pretty sure is hamilton no it's not hamilton uh, <laughs> okay everyone else is, i loved hamilton by the way that i haven't seen it so uh i haven't seen it yet either yeah I, spoiler alert it's all historical you should know this shit already mm. right <laughs> He dies except at they the sing. end. Except I, they sing. I think I know what happens. <laughs> they, they sing a lot. And yeah. No, it's, it's fucking, it's brilliant. I watched it twice. Uh, Greyhound is the one. Greyhound, that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's Hanks. only on Apple Plus. It Apple is. TV Plus. Yeah, yes. Apple TV Plus. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. Do they have a basic in that Apple and TV? And then I'm Apple I got TV mine Plus? free with my new iPad, so yeah. uh, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, if you I buy know. any of their new products, you've, they're throwing they that in. They give you a year. They give you a little 12-month action, mm-hmm. which is nice. Greyhound is the first thing. You know, like I watched that Defending Jacob mm-hmm. with Chris Evans mm-hmm. and uh, Jaden Martell, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. These guys work all the time. Uh was really good, but there wasn't anything else on there that really uh, – caught my eye until Greyhound mm-hmm. came out and I went, I want to see this. Well, this is their first, I think their first original movie that they did was Greyhound with Tom well, Hanks. Well, and I think they really just bought it. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, what, what's Tom Hanks' company? Playtones? Yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks had the, the script. They, so, yeah, I think yeah. they, I think it was made first and then uh, Apple TV Plus, whatever they're called, made a big bid on it because they wanted more content. Mm-hmm. It was a good call. Yeah, because uh, it's really good. It is. It's fantastic. It's a. Uh, it's almost all naval engagement. There's like maybe a, a the scene at the beginning with Elizabeth Shue mm-hmm. establishing a little bit of character. Maybe one or two other scenes, small scenes, but the rest is just. It's like watching you know 
history, a game of history. It's like history unveiling right there. I mean, and, and so well it's done. And, and really, it looked great. It uh, did. It did. I mean, Tom Hanks is always awesome. Uh, always. And it's only ninety. It's it's like an hour and a half movie. Yeah. In in, in the very beginning, the I, I was a little. I was a little. Yeah. I thought, well, these, you know, the 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 visual effects and stuff are just a little bit too much for me um, at first. But then it was like ten minutes in, and I was like. I'm in. Like, you got yeah. me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I believe it. You know, and the fight scenes were great. You know, the the I thought it was a really interesting play on the mind of you know how he was handling it and what he had to go through and the struggles that he had to go through in this film and and that, I think and that, plus that was his first assignment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, his first his, uh, first time out, and then he goes into yeah. the, you know this crazy battle. So, um, Dicky, yeah, where's um, Dicky? I, I watched a couple of interesting films, uh, and, I, and I was just kind of like looking for things that were different. Um, um, I just watched. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the winning season, which, which was it was Sam Rockwell, uh, where he's a, a girls' basketball coach, and it was it was very entertaining. And I was like, I mean, huh. he plays a drunk, you know. Uh, I mean, a good drunk in this. And so it's bad news like bears bad with news girls bears. basketball. It's, it's a little bit like for women's basketball. Yeah, for women's awesome. basketball. But it's all, all him trying to figure out. I'm sold. But it's got this like him trying to figure out women, you know, in in the process. So it's it was really cute. Um, another Where'd one. Where'd you see that? What's it's that? it's What's on that uh, it's on Amazon, and uh, it's a, it's a it's a cute little fun film to watch. And I was just looking mm-hmm. for something that was kind of interesting. Uh, it is called the winning, winning season. Winning season. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched uh, the director's cut of Doctor Sleep, which I thought oh, was. Oh, um, I thought I did. T- I think I watched the director's cut of it, and I couldn't tell the difference. Well, because they're both long. There, it was just a little bit longer. I thought. Um, yeah. But I thought it was a lot more polished. I thought it was. It didn't have the breaking factors that I had in the other one. Right. Um, of course, it it didn't scare me like you know. I wasn't scared. There was a couple scenes early on that I was like, "Woo," you know, goosebumps kind of thing right. in the very beginning. But, uh, you know, that kind of went away. But I, I, I still think I like the director's cut better than I like the regular version that I saw in the theater. Um, and I'd like to try to watch it again and just, you know, kind of look at it from see if there's other I'll things. I'll have to try it up. again and not fall asleep during it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because cause it felt when I, like, I think I fell asleep somewhere in the middle of it and mm-hmm. woke up half an hour before the end. And I went, this is like Midsummer, Midsommar. Midsommar. Where I was like, <laughs> I don't know if the director's cut was necessary, but um, some yeah. people will like it, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, But I'll watch it again and see if I uh, pick up stuff. Or maybe I need to watch the theatrical version, version. again first yeah. and then watch the... I don't know. It sounds like a lot of time commitment. That's yeah. a lot uh, of watching. A lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of watching of Dr. Sleep. Another one that I watched was uh, Kill the Irishman. I don't know if anybody's seen that one yet. No, I was interested. With in Val that. Kilmer yeah. and uh, Christopher Watkin and Ray Stevens. Um, mm. Yeah. It's on Christopher Netflix, who? I think. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Watkin. Oh, Christopher Watkin. And I went, who the oh, fuck is no. Christopher Watkin? Um, <laughs> Christopher Robin? What? Christopher Robin's in it. Yeah. Winnie and the Pooh who? comes in too. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty good, I mean, it's very interesting and showing, and it's a, based off a true story. So it's, it's got some fun little facts in there and 
Um, it was a, you know, if you want a, a crime movie, it's it's a good one. I thought it was it was kind of interesting. But I have a movie. How that is it compared I, to the one that we saw? What was the three hour one, Scorsese? Uh, um, I actually like this one better than I like Scorsese's. Um, what was just, it called? Um, <laughs> oh my god! I know I'm drawing a blank on it too. We saw the it in Irishman. the theater. Um, the Irishman. The Irishman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it is wow. it just the Irishman? Squigger. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Similar to the it title of the other Kill movie the Irishman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's very similar, very sort of, but I actually enjoyed this. And I think the only, the reason I enjoyed this one better was all the aging that was done in the Irishman. I did not, it just took me out of the story. Yeah. You know, we yeah. talked about that on one of the podcasts. Um, uh, or the de-aging. Yes, the de-aging yeah. aspect. De-aging. I, another film that I watched that's on Amazon, and I hope you guys will watch this. It is it's so much fun and it's very quirky. It is right up Laura Truman's alley. I are going to just love it. And I, and I'm hoping I'm saying this right, but it's <laughs> Diana and divine meet the apocalypse. Okay. I, it's about two, I co- it it's, it's two comedians get caught in an apocalypse. I'm just going to leave it at that, but it's so much fun and it's just quirky enough that it gets your, uh, your attention and where can I watch it? And I believe it's on Amazon. Um, it's where I watched it, and it was just fun and like lighthearted. And you know, they they're they're two they're like a couple, like a comedian couple, and they just kind of get into some like interesting. You said it's things. Diana and Divine. It's Diana and Divine. Uh-huh. I think that's. I can't it. even I get think, that up on. Yeah, uh, it's D I A N I. Uh huh, and then D E V I N E. Meet the Apocalypse, and it's just a fun, fun little film, and I, I highly recommend it for people out there to watch. And you know, kind of, kind of reminded me a little bit of Dell and Tucker versus uh, versus Evil. Yay! Uh, you know, yeah. so which was another podcast that we've done in the past, um, but just fun and like you know, lighthearted. So you need to stop recommending stuff in air. And not until they start sponsoring us. I know, I know. Yeah. We need to, every we, movie you're like, I think it's on Amazon. Yeah. No, we did push uh, Greyhound. So yeah, that was that was it. Apple, Apple, yeah. and we and, and uh, uh, Netflix too. So you know, we're not holding out. We're just trying to give people out there in quarantine. Uh, kill, kill the Irishman. I think it's on there. I believe. I don't think that's on Amazon. I think that's that's a Netflix one. I might be wrong about that. I have to. I'm waiting for. Um, I'm waiting for Umbrella Academy season two on the Netflix. Yeah, there's still no season. I still haven't watched that. I need to go back and watch it. I started it and I did not finish finish. it. I didn't finish it. Uh, Um, The music in it is so fantastic, and uh, it's just so dysfunctional. It's really an amazing show, and this next season is going to be batshit. Well, I love that kid from Being Human. Yeah, one kid is so great. Being Human. Um, the British one. Yep. So I well, watched it. Hey, we want to thank everybody for listening. This has been a, a fun podcast for us to discuss, and we hope you'll go out and check out this film. Um, Knives Out. That's it. And it's really uh, good. It's, you know, it's, it's on kinda, Amazon for free right now. That's right. So jump on it and watch it for free. And uh, Amazon, we expect a little kickback, you know, with some yeah. uh, you know, special movies that you're going to send our way. So, um, but thanks uh, for each one of you guys, Patrick and Laura and Squeaker, for being on here. And um, and we hope that this all recorded well. And we're uh, still going. But <laughs> there's one thing we can, it really can help us is if you get out there and you uh, tell your friends about this, you know, our podcast and get them to listening and 
make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on all the That's different right. platforms. Anything you guys want to say before we jump hey, off of here? What are we doing next time? Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, I mean, whose turn is it? It is, well, I think actually our next film would be coming out of my list. So what do you guys want to do off of that, that crazy list I have over there with all those, all those, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of crazy ones and, oh, okay, I guess you guys want to do. Jaws! Jaws, oh, okay, all right. So Jaws is going to oh, be I next. Thought, I thought we were doing Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh, 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 yeah. Jaws Goes to Camp. Jaws, Jaws goes, goes to camp. It's called Jaws for er, the revenge. That would actually Ernest sell. Ernest goes to Jaws. Yeah, Ernest that would actually to, sell. Ernest so, goes to the sharks. So our next one the podcast will be Jaws. So that'll be Woo-hoo. exciting. A movie that no one's seen. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't no seen Jaws, seen that, no. please get out there and watch it. And make sure you see it while you're at the beach. When you go to the beach and you want to just go see Jaws. Yeah, if you never mean... want to get in the water again, go see Jaws. <laughs> yeah, Laura, I wasn't. Yeah, exactly. When Jaws came out. So, <laughs> were you? Are you sure? No, I was. I said I wasn't. Oh, no, you were did, not. Did any of you guys? Any of y'all see it in the theater? Jaws. Yes. Other, I was uh, originally, or was I was it? what? Yeah, originally, yeah. I was in. We were on a family vacation in Ithaca, New York. I don't know why the fuck we're in Ithaca, New York. <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah. maybe Everyone we used to go to Lake George. Isn't that up in New York? Mm, that's like going like to Gastonia. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> fucking could. So it must have been because we ended up in a movie theater watching Jaws. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's the first movie I remember going to where we got like a, a souvenir cup. If you ordered a drink that had Jaws, we don't have it anymore, Laura, relax. Uh, and uh, that movie scared, I must have been 10 years. What year is that, 75? Uh, it had to be right around that time, 75, I think you're yeah. about uh, right. Yeah, so I was 75. like 10 years old. Yeah, Squeaker wasn't born. Mm-hmm. No. Wasn't quite as... Not quite his tempo. And uh, <laughs> it scared the fuck out of me to the point where I would not get into our pool at home. Well, I for like <laughs> weeks because I thought the bottom yeah. would open up and Bruce the shark would come in and eat my ass. Yeah. Bruce. I snuck into the theater to see it. And, uh, you know, we, we bought tickets for it for something else. And then we went in and jumped in it because I was like, I've got to see it. And I was a kid. And then I was like two weeks living at the beach. I was like for two weeks. I was like, I don't even want to go near the water. Didn't want to do anything near the water. My parents were like, "Oh, you want to go to the beach?" Uh, no, 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 no. I'm good. No. Yeah, that yeah. movie horrified us. Oh my uh, god! But it was Save so this good. For the Jaws podcast, maybe. Well, that's <laughs> what we'll do. Yeah, we'll repeat it. So we'll anyway, it. so you get to listen to some pre-Jaws right here. Um, Pre-Jaws. Pre-Jaws. <laughs> Pre-Jaws going to go some, some good old piggies coming around the corner in here. <laughs> So, hey, it sounds so natural talking. I can tell you, it's just a natural time and place and place, and we can do it, you know. So, if you haven't been listening to Adult Beverage Film Podcast, you should be because today is the day. And I just want to say, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to our lovely show because it's a fun, fun thing. All right, hope you guys have a great weekend. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Adult Beverage Film Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsors, Bricks Wood-Fired Pizza, where they bring people together. They also have some of the best adult beverages around, so check them out. Be sure to visit adultbeverage.net on the web to find out more interesting facts about films and exciting bonus material. You have just listened to Lar, Patrick, and Kent, and Squeaker. Love our podcast? Head over to your favorite platforms such as Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes to subscribe, rate, review. That's this week's episode of Adult Beverage Film Podcast. 
and thank you for listening.